Hey, everybody. I don't know how to start it off. What are your thoughts about the intro? All right. Well, I wrote down a list of points. Boundaries for our podcast. We curse a lot. Fucking obviously. We tell stories and jokes. We are allowing ourselves a space to talk about important and challenging subjects. <laughs> if any of these things are not okay with you, please don't listen to this podcast. But I, I think we should keep talking about this for for a minute and make that the intro. Just kind of take some of each of our statements and and make that the intro. And also I'll use the fart noises. Welcome to How I Met My Brother. Hey, I had I had an idea that uh, when I come for Thanksgiving, we could do a like family podcast. Yeah, fucking obviously we're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> While everybody's, I mean, it doesn't have to be like on thanks. Yeah, I'll it doesn't facilitate. have to be on Thanksgiving, but yeah, no, we're definitely doing um, a recording with like. Hopefully, if 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 we can do uh you and me and dad and alex all at the same time then we can do that or we can get dad on the recording at one point and then get alex on the recording at another point um we could also potentially get erica um on. oh your cousin right potential um, yeah we could also do that um because that's that'd be pretty wild but um okay we're recording already but what do you want to um what are your thoughts about the intro all right well i wrote down a list of points so if it's cool with you i'll read them to you you can tell me which ones you think we need or don't need and we'll try to like minimize them or make it as clear as possible okay We, I don't know how to start it off. Hey, everybody. Here are some boundaries for our podcast. Here's some info on our podcast. Uh, first of all, I've never done a podcast before. We started recording together. We are in an emergent process. We are learning as we go, and some mistakes will be made. We do our best not to punch down. However, sometimes we do make fun of people and things, including ourselves. We curse a lot. We tell stories and jokes. We are allowing ourselves a space to talk about important and challenging subjects. You may not agree with what we are saying, and we do not always agree with each other but we feel it is important to discuss these matters instead of pretending they don't exist. If any of these things are not okay with you, please don't listen to this podcast. We really need your support. Please donate to Patreon at blah, 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 and Venmo at H-E-I-D-I-J-L-L-C-H-I-M-N-B. Enjoy! Something like that. Um... <laughs> okay 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 
Do you um do you have any of the instrumental tracks from your album? You mean without mm-hmm. lyrics? Okay. that's fine that's fine Uh, yeah i was just trying to think of something if we had something that's not um something that like to yeah to put to put behind it but well i could um i have made instrumental actually i've made instrumental tracks from my album for my videos uh so i've just like cut and Mm -hmm. paste instrument the instrumental from lovers that might be good or catch you so i could just send it as an mp3 file yeah we could use that or i have my ukulele um let's see or or would it sound better with a recording a nice it might be better with a recorded sound yeah so i like part of part of what like so part of what I'm, what I, how I feel like listening to your list there is that like, um, I feel like you're you're kind of apologizing for something that is unreasonable for somebody to have expected you to apologize for, um, like fucking obviously it's an emergent process like that's what, <laughs> like that's what podcasts are. Like that that is that is why podcasting is different from being on the fucking radio or being on television is that uh is that podcasting is the the wild west of um uh of of you know expression of of media um so yeah i i i I, I, I like just set, like putting that in there seems weird to me because it would it's it, it to me is not reasonable for anybody to have expected anything otherwise. Um. So there's the, so I mean. <laughs> That's definitely that's definitely like going it. into the intro. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> so what ah! are what are the important things to say? Because I I mean I, I kind of feel similarly about the idea of saying well, like we you know that we or we're not going to we're not going to punch down like declaring that as um as an intention um i think just if your intention and your goal is not to punch down it's more important to uh 
to do that than to say that this is our intention. <laughs> like, uh, let's just, yeah, let's not punch down and be aware of that. Um, so that's, yeah. Um, and I'm kind of feeling right now, like, um, like maybe, uh, and I, I think we should keep talking about this for, for a minute. Um, and then I should cut this conversation down into like a minute and, and make that the intro just kind of take some of each of our statements on what this is um and and make that the intro and also i'll use the fart noises great because what um and then i can send you a back background yeah i mean so here's the question I don't know if there needs to be a question, but in case there was a question, in case somebody got to the point of listening to this podcast, I don't know how a person would get to our podcast without knowing why they were there. But if you're if if somebody's here uh, listening to this podcast for the first time, uh, the first thing that they need to know um, is that we're uh siblings who didn't meet each other until we were in our 40s um the the second thing that they need to know is that um there are going to be swears uh <laughs> and the, swears. probably the third thing maybe tied for second would be that we're both kind of creative people and we're um using this podcast as an opportunity to both learn about each other uh, and to uh, and to kind of give ourselves permission to dream about the um, about how how it's how a better world could possibly come about. Absolutely. Um, um, I definitely feel like for myself, this podcast is an opportunity for me to allow different parts of myself to come out and to not feel pressure and to just uh, allow my authentic self to come forth to explore these subjects with you. And yes, dream of a different world, a better world that's more just and equitable and fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I I mean I think I guess I can I can repeat them just in case we need them again. Um but yeah, the uh so I guess it's fair to have a warning here for anybody who um might be triggered by swear words or political conversation or um or anything like that. Um also spiritual conversation, emotional yeah, conversation. Yeah. Um we you might you might yeah. get triggered and we just ask that if you do maybe take some deep breaths and check in with yourself about where those triggers might be coming from from within yeah you. and also if you don't like this show that's okay it's not um it's not gonna be for everybody um we we have no um 
we have no illusions that this podcast is going to be like the uh the the cheers of podcasting (laughs) (laughs) or the we are not gonna be joe rogan that's for friggin sure we're not going to interview everyone and get everything well hang on because we're just hanging out i mean i was thinking about you're gonna you're thinking about i was thinking about asking some questions about whether or not covid's real um this is definitely not going into the intro (laughs) um okay fucking joe rogan um okay 11 minutes yeah okay hopefully that's enough i'll cut that into something that resembles an intro um that sounds good i i appreciate the time i know that takes a little extra time but it will be a little bit more real and authentic if you do it like that because it'll be from our banter okay so now let's do okay wait but one thing that's really important we really need your support audience to continue so please donate you can donate to patreon at patreon.com backslash h-i-m-m-b you can also donate at Venmo at Heidi J L L C. And please, oh my God, this is hard. I need to redo this. Heidi, how, what do I say? Um, Heidi J L L C. What's in the in the subject you put? H I M M B. Can okay, we try that one more time? Anything else? No, go I'm ahead. Try it one more time. That I should say. Okay. Audience, we really need your support. So please donate. You can donate to Patreon at patreon.com backslash H-I-M-M-B. And you can also donate at Venmo at Heidi J L L C. Again, Venmo at Heidi J L L C. And you can put H I M M B in the subject line. <laughs> Fucking A. That's fine. At Heidi J L L C. And write H I M M B. Heidi J L L C and write H I M M B. Okay, last one, last one. <laughs> Uh, aboard, about, above, across, after, against, along, among, around, at, before, behind, below, between, beside, between, beyond, by, down, during, except, for, from, in, and to, of, off, on, over, past, since, through, throughout, to, toward, under, underneath, up, upon, with, within, without. Those are all the prepositions. In, on, into, over, under, be, by, by, for, for, from, off, of. There was one, I, I had a song that went with prepositions on, in, in junior high, uh, that was set to, in, on, into, over, under, be, uh, hot cross buns. <laughs> Set to the tune of Hot Cross Buns. In, on, into, over, under, two at, by, four, from, off of. Yes! I can't remember all the other. I, I can't remember. This, the, the second verse had the rest of them. I can't remember how it went. Audience. Audience, we really need your support. Please donate. You can donate to Patreon at patreon.com backslash h-i-m-m-b and you can also donate 
to Venmo at HeidiJLLC and type in H-I-M-M-B. Again, that's Venmo at H-E-I-D-I-J-L-L-C and type in H-I-M-M-B. Thanks for your support. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect in every way. That's my middle name is Perfection. Good. Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. Yeah. Are we ready? Hi, hello, hi, 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 hi podcast, hi, hello, hi, 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 welcome to the podcast. Hola, welcome. hola. So, oh. you know what? Um, This is going to be, yeah, chicken totally. Butt. Chicken ass. <laughs> Chick, chicken, th chicken thick. Chicken got that badonk donk. Chicken Um. Thigh. The thigh kind of is like as far as as far as like the parts that we eat. The thighs kind of are the like the closest to the ass part of like that. That's basically is the ass meat on the on the bird. I never really thought of it that way. I never thought. Is about this it that the worst either. introduction to an episode that we've done so far? So far, <laughs> talking about which. Thanksgiving well, is coming. What I was going to so... say is through the magic of podcasting, um this episode is going to come out after the episodes that we're going to record when you're here for Thanksgiving. So there's going to be a little continuity confusion because uh so listeners Heidi is coming slash did will have did before in the past came to visit us in Boise. And listeners have already heard that, that I, I envy the listeners right now because the, the the listeners, when they're hearing this, they already know what we recorded on Thanksgiving. But you and me don't know that yet. Yeah, it's fucking trippy, right? This is a time yeah. warp. Wow. Time warp. Why are we not? Why are we going to do our episodes when I visit you? Well, because I want to re release the Thanksgiving episodes like close, to, like that. Yeah, like then, then. Like, as close to Thanksgiving as possible. All right. Well, a little bit That's of um, time temporal confusion just to make things um, interesting. Yeah. So the, this is we're we're recording this episode in early November. Um, uh, but this will not come out until like uh, I think it's early December. And this is this episode is, eight. Is it eight or seven? Eight, eight sounds right. That's probably right. I've lost track. Um, do we have any corrections? Wait, do you want to do corrections first, or do you want to do what did I miss first? Because I don't have anything for corrections. Um, I also don't have anything for, well, the corrections, honestly, um, honestly, audience, we got some feedback. And so part of our work on the corrections today is making a little bitty intro that can tell people uh, a little bit about what's going to be happening in the podcast. Yeah. That's 
my correction. The today. listeners did did hear that. Do you want to talk any more about how? Because you had a, a little bit of a, a a roller coaster of a week because of the the feedback I, that you got. Do you want to talk about that anymore? Yeah, um, and we can talk a little bit more about the subject matters of spirituality potentially. So what happened is a close family member heard our first podcast and um, really didn't like it to an extreme (laughs) degree and also thought that my career as an artist would be ruined. Which of of everything that you Um, told me from this, this feedback that you got, the idea of your artistic career being ruined by swearing um, is probably the the most. In, in I I don't understand <laughs> like the the well, yeah um yeah the, none of my other all the other art I'm doing right now none of them has none of it has swear right. words it does tend to turn certain people off the swear words and it can be it can feel like over the top for people uh, but also what was offensive is that i made a joke about the baby sort of i mean it wasn't even that much of a joke i said i really wanted the baby jesus to help you which that's yeah that's not that much of a i don't know i i I, that it wasn't that much but this family member i think felt felt really afraid excuse me sorry there's some rustling happening felt really afraid that other family members would be offended. Um, And also felt that I was punching down on that religion. So that made me think about, it made me think a lot uh, audience about, about um, when we project our stuff onto each other and when is it okay to, make jokes about other people and when is it not and then what is my right as a human being to have free speech in the world right now and make little jokes about billionaires and christianity and myself and let that be okay just because i think jokes are where it's at yeah and i mean it's and and, you know my my two cents on it is um a, a couple of things you know first what i already said about um how I feel about obscenity and, and podcasting. Uh, and yeah, obviously you're going to turn some people off. Um, and like, I'll take, uh, there's a, a podcast that I listen to, uh, when I'm, when I go to sleep. Um, so there's this sleep podcasts are a thing. I didn't even, I, I, I found out about this through by way of another podcast, but so there's this, uh, sleep podcast called sleep with me and it's, um, this guy with just a very um, you know, unique droning voice and he just uh, he just rambles uh, and then you just put it on when you're trying to sleep and you know just kind of helps distract your mind or whatever um, and he's been making this show for quite a few years and what's funny is every once in a while he'll uh, re I, I hadn't consciously registered the fact that he wasn't using obscenities in his show until he released some older stuff where he did oh. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. He's just, he just said shit, and I've never heard him say shit before. 
and in his case i i think because he's actually um because i like interacted with him on on twitter and stuff um and uh and he did make the conscious choice to he and not only is very interesting what he does because he also um has this kind of thought process where because he is um working he because he's attempting to be uh talking to you while you're kind of in the in a a dream space and uh you know potentially suggestible he will also go out of his way to avoid other words that he thinks could potentially like cause you to have bad dreams um like he will avoid words having to do with uh death or injury um or uh, like a lot of uh, a lot of other things like he'll he'll go out of his way to do that so so that's a decision that he's made o- over time because specifically because of the way that it um that it relates to his audience um and, and so if for you know if at some point we were trying you and I were were making an effort to reach a specific audience um with a message or whatever and and wanted to change the way that we're presenting what we're saying uh, in order to, to accomplish that goal, like that would be, that would be one thing. And that would be a reason to do that. Um, but for me, especially where we are in this process right now, the, the number one with a bullet, most important, um, thing in this process for, for me is getting to know my sister. And so like the, like the, our authentic con- connection and communication between the two of us is the entire point of this part of this process. Like there's also the, you know, so it's, it's, it's valid to also examine how it connects to your, your free system project and, and all that. And, uh, and, and whether there's any reasons that need that, that we need to change, um, the way that we're approaching the podcast and, and whatever. But, um, but yeah, for, for me, the, the, the number one most important part of, of this process, the reason I wanted to do this, uh, this show with you is so that, so that we can, you know, get to know each other and, and, you know, make up for the the time that we've missed in being each other's in each other's lives. And so to that end, there's no fucking reason whatsoever why I wouldn't be as obscene as possible because that's the fucking way I am. (laughs) And like, it's also the way I am. And I have a little addendum, which is I I feel like female bodied people are a little bit more conditioned, although this is changing, uh, to be like the pleasing ones and the nice ones. And I have just really appreciated feeling like I can be the full spectrum of myself with you. And so I sometimes feel like a, a cursing boy talking with my brother for the first time. And that is what I want. Yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, <laughs> bitches! <laughs> no, you're. I mean, you're absolutely right, and, and you know, especially again, going back to like the subject of, of obscenity, it's it's broadly way more acceptable uh, for for men to to be uh, vulgar it's than so for cool. than for women. That's yeah. the reason why, like, there are a handful of comedians, one of whom just fucking hosted Saturday night live last night who like her entire shtick aside from the fact that she's a fucking joke thief um, is that she's gross. (laughs) Like that's, that's her thing. Like, 
that's the 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 fucking Amy Schumer trademark is be gross. It is. I be, was thinking of her. Yeah, be she's gross, so gross. Steel jokes. Oh my god. That's that's yeah. Labia, roast yeah. beef, labia. Yeah, that's Jura, her. You know? Yeah, she's gross. Um, she does and, it. And but it's like that's so fucking mundane. And and to a certain extent, so like the the flip side is I, I um I. There is a flip side to being well. No, no, no. What I what I was going to say is there's oh. there's um there's something important to women comedian doing that, and so I don't want it to sound like I'm uh, a ragging on Amy Schumer for 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 doing that. The reality is, I would rather I like I would like to see us get to a point where um we are not do where where it is not remarkable that a female com- comedian would do that because a because that like that's what bothers right. me. it's not it does not bother me that right. amy schumer is vulgar what bothers me is that that is all she's doing and she is and and, and because vulgarity for females is, for female bodied people is is still so whatever you want to call it uh fucking taboo or whatever like somebody is able to make a career where that is like their trademark is just being a gross person um and and i at the bottom bottom line at the like there's just really weird um there's really weird equal equilibrium when it comes to being gross within comedy um because it can be it can be a crutch yeah. and when it's a crutch it sucks um for for no matter and i've done yeah, that no matter the, the yeah. gender like i can't remember i told you about this but um one of the, the like kind of standout moments um that that i saw was this comic who his his big closer uh and he was a feature comic which meant that you know, the, the features in the middle does a half an hour and then the headliner comes on. Right. And, um, so that means that every time this guy did this and he did it every goddamn time, then somebody else had to come up and follow that, uh, follow this energy that this guy put into the room. Uh, and the guy who was headlining the, um, the, the week, uh, that I was there, uh, his name's Clinton Jackson and he's, just a very he's a uh he's just very clever he's a very very much a, a writing a a, a, a a like a well-written uh comedian he just talks of you know it's mostly kind of observational life type stuff uh, but stuff where he's actually taken the time to you know to write the fucking material uh so this other dude whose name i do not remember uh his big closer is um that he strips down to a speedo and has a big curly wig shoved down the front of it uh and is doing some kind of like i want to say he's lip syncing to some 80s hairband song or something that somehow like is a joke in reference to the giant pube wig that he's wearing but like that's the whole joke and it sucks and it sucks it sucked the first time that he ever did it uh, and it sucks for every comedian who's got to watch it. Audiences still laugh at it because the audience is the only one who's never seen this shit before. And that's why it's one of the, mm-hmm. like one of the things that's frustrating with, com- with comedy is watching people get laughs for bad work. Um, 
so when I came out of the woods, uh, the first thing I started doing was checking out the comedy scene, and I was very intimidated by it. But we have a, a female, I'm going to mention her name because she's a badass. Her name's Sarah Aswell, and she lives here in, in Missoula, and she started doing comedy workshops for women and non-binary and trans people. So it's not, it's like not only the vulgar, but also what I learned is that men um, are not only allowed to like be more vulgar, but they're also allowed to be more funny. So from young ages, it's been shown behaviorally that we promote comedy more so in our male bodied youth than in the non-binary and female communities. Now, the other thing to consider is that comedy can look a million different ways. We can tell jokes and we can be funny in a billion different ways. It doesn't have to be crass. It can be silly. It can be wholesome. It can be weird performance art. There's a huge, infinite, vast array of comedy that's possible, but in our comedy community and something that we were talking about is there is a tendency for certain kinds of comedy to be uh, more acceptable because that was the kind of comedy sort of brought up by the men. And it's, it's interesting to think that what, what if we could open comedy up and allow for a lot of different ways of accessing jokes and accessing this amazing art form that helps us uh, connect and release shit through laughter. Yeah, I mean, there's so much opportunity for catharsis and so much opportunity for, for connection. And I mean, going back to punching down. Oh, by the way, I have to say this before I forget. I, you know what? I, this, this might upset some listeners, but um, so I'm going to put this entirely on, on myself and you don't have to, you don't have to co-sign this opinion. Uh, but I do not believe that in America in 2020 that it is possible to punch down on Christianity. Um, just I just don't I just don't think so. Um, there is a a lot of um, this attitude of victimhood. This that uh, everybody hates Christianity and there's a war on Christianity and all this stuff. And I do not see that. I see people holding Christianity accountable for uh, the damage that it has done and continues to do to people. Um, and mm. I see um, Christian and, and I, and I see people saying, and, and, and at the mean, and in the meantime, the other thing that I see Christianity, and this isn't any one person. And, and, and it's very important to like, I think one of the, the things that causes this to be like um, a point of, uh, of fight for a lot of people is that, um, people are taught that any criticism of Christianity is a criticism of all Christians. Uh, and that is not true. Right. That's oh, huge. that's huge. That, that I've, I've, I've heard this a lot. People also think when they're receiving feedback about a behavior, that that means it's feedback about their right. core self. And right. that's not true either. Um, it's not like deep. These, some of these, some of this feedback is, helpful for us to actually right. change. Um, and, and, and what I do see <laughs> right now in 2022 in the United States is, uh, again, using the very broad umbrella of, of Christianity is that Christianity is trying to create a, um, 
a, a religious control state um, where Christianity is the, the the dominant, the official, the state religion of this country. Um, and as a non-Christian, that is oppression to me. That is that is that is Christianity actively attempting to create a structure where I will be actively oppressed under that structure because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if every it it doesn't matter if 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 the overwhelming majority of rules that christianity were to put in place if i'm subject to those rules then that's oppression because your religion is not in charge of me Okay. If I am subject to rules that are that come from your religion and that exist for no other reason than because of your religion, and this is one of the things that drives me nuts. Like um, I've heard so many fucking times um, that uh, you know that you need the Bible, like the the Bible teaches you morality. That you know you need the Bible in order to like to 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 live a good and a moral life. Um, well, I don't have that. I don't have. Christianity at my at at the core of my being. I was not raised Christian, but I still have morals and ethics. I so, do too. I don't care. Here, here's I don't my lie. question. I don't commit adultery. Like, here's my question: between a person who figured out on their own that it is not okay to kill people, and a person who needed to be told by a book. That it's not okay to kill people, and you have like I've seen examples of this because people have have dropped like if you like do you it's a good point do you actually need a book or do you have it do you actually need the Bible to figure out that it's not okay to kill people or Or to to, yeah or to molest people and so this is another one and fuck now i'm way off the rails because i think there was something i meant to say earlier but now i want to talk about this because um this is one of the things that i think is is so um the 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 big um southern baptist convention uh scandal just broke and it's not dissimilar from uh, a lot of the scandals that have plagued the catholic church over the years um so it's a bunch of sexual misconduct um, with people that were that like uh, during when they were outside of the country doing mission work or within uh, different parts of the church uh, here in the U.S. and multiple people over and there are examples of people being moved of, of you know from from one church to another church and people being paid off and people being shut up um, and it all comes up uh, and for the for the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, one of the things that, um, uh, is, I guess, more, um, more explicit when you hear the stories from, um, people who were harmed and people who have spoken out about it. Um, although I still think, I, I think this is something that is kind of more, more implicit in the, all of the, the similar stories surrounding the Catholic church, um, is that the, it is it is overlooked because you like me as an outside person. I hear a story where a, a a police officer 
uh, or not a police officer. Jesus, I was just thinking about the similarity between abuses within the with the policing system and abuses within the church system. Um, I yeah, I was thinking of abuses. Yeah, of power so right abuses too. of power within within the church, and and there is sort of a similarity. So the abuse of power within the church uh, happens, but then they don't kick that person out, and they don't get prosecuted, and they end up going to a different diocese or, or a different you know whatever, and then they do it again. Um, and within the church, the um, the the reasoning is because there is a logic, and the logic is they're saving souls, they're getting people to Jesus, and so it doesn't matter if you you know if they're if. if you fucking they're treating it like you know like breaking eggs when you make an omelet right um and to me i look at that and and you know you and i were talking um when we were recording about the 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 um the questioning and the arguing within judaism and that being the thing that makes judaism feel so much more like uh core to me because a lot of spiritual paths are like that buddhism has yeah yeah that too where you're you're within the spirituality. There is something set in place. There are checks and balances set in place inside of the spiritual construct. Yeah. Cause I look at that argument, that, that, that argument where the, the church, go, where the, the Southern Baptist convention goes, okay, well, yeah, this person did this many crimes and harmed this many people, but they are saving souls. They are bringing souls to Jesus. So the, so, so that, so it's a net good. So that's the, that's that argument. Right. And I'm not, not agreeing with it at all. I think it's fucking disgusting, but that's that argument. But I, so, my pushback on on that argument is no you're wrong because you're not you're looking at it at too short a timeline because you're ruining the the relationship between Jesus and and between the church and the and and the people around you because they're eventually going to find out you can only cover it up for so long so now all this shit has come out and has damaged the reputation of the Southern Baptist Convention which means that if they if if you do look at just as their uh, their stated goal of saving souls and bringing people to Jesus that on a long enough timeline timeline they are causing themselves to fail by not addressing this issue you know what I'm saying I do. um. And I think, you know, one thing we're doing by talking about these things and reflecting about these things is also seeing that there might be aspects of certain religions that don't work anymore. We are a human race that is a part of an evolutionary process. And having simple ideas such as when your soul dies, you're either going to heaven or hell, for example, these are ideas. These, these are not set truths. They, I know some people think they are, and I'm not dissing on that, but we can change our belief systems. And there are other aspects of, of the Christian element of, of light, right? So it's just light and it's righteousness and great, you're teaching about how to love your fellow human being. But if you have healing work to do, it's really not about being light. Like you have to get messy and dirty. You've been there, I'm sure. Gnarly and snots coming out of your nose. And in those situations, I really think that we could learn from other cultures who know about things like sweat lodge and music and dance and moving things through the system so that we don't have this sense that we're supposed to be perfect because that is not human so you have these perfectly decorated lawns with your and you're the perfect religious person but none of us are perfect we're not supposed to be perfect we're i think supposed to be a little bit messy 
which is why so many other cultures throughout human history have designed so many different kinds of ceremonies to help people move stuff through. Well. <laughs> you know, so the, it was, the, the, it's interesting. Um, well, we're talking- and one last thing, Go one ahead. last thing. Well, it's just the thing about the savior. It's an archetype, uh, the savior as an archetype. A lot of indigenous people now are like, hey, white people, stop stop with the savior archetype. I've, I've done this archetype a lot in the past, and I'm really trying to stop it now. But it's where, for some reason, you feel entitled to be better than somebody else and know the way for them. And then you can, like you were talking about, saving their soul because you feel entitled to know the way for someone else that in and of itself feels. And then just to say that believing that someone will save you and save your soul, I do think can allow for that person to not actually have to be accountable. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And the other thing that I think is, so, so what, um, when I, um, I had this, this idea about, uh, proselytizing and, and, um, you know, doing, being, being a missionary and stuff. Um, when I lived, when I lived in New York, no, 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 not that I was going to do that. No, no, no. This, 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 this thought about the concept of it, because, um, when I lived in New York, um, one of the things, I don't know if this is still a thing there because, uh, nobody has CDs anymore, but, um, dudes would be like outside the subway, uh, trying to sell, trying to hustle, sell their, and sell their mixtape. Um, there'd just be a guy, you know, stand on the corner with like either a, a, a cassette or a CD. He's like, yeah, you want to buy my mixtape? Five bucks, whatever. Right. Um, and proselytize and, and, and being a missionary going out into the world, um, and saying, and, and you know, trying to, to, to bring people to, to Jesus, but pret- again, particularly in 2022, when I am in no way convinced that there are very many people left who haven't heard about Jesus. Um, so especially it's like when somebody comes to my door <laughs> in Boise, Idaho, and it's like, right. do you That's have time really to talk point. about I our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I'm like I fucking heard, man, I've heard about it. And yeah, I'm right? like, I'm good. Thank you. Have a nice <laughs> We've day. We've all heard um, about it. But, but it all, but like when I think about, so you have God, you have the all knowing, all powerful creator of the universe. Um, and he apparently needs, it is important for, he's right, a he, yes. first of all. Yeah. Cause he's, he's gendered. gendered. Uh, so it needs you as a human being to go out uh, and tell people the the good word because it is not capable, despite being all powerful, it is not capable of doing that itself. It is as if, it is as if the only way for Jay-Z to get his new album out there is to have those guys standing outside of the subway. Try, you want to, hey, you want do you want to check out the new, album? you want to check out the new Jay-Z? You want to check out, you want to check out want the new album? Jay-Z? Five dollars. You want the? Oh, you, you want to check out do. the new Jay Z? Um, yeah, that's what that that's what missionary work uh, seems like to me. So I have a question for us both. Um, I would love to hear what your personal relationship to spirituality is, and maybe a short 
description of like how you've come to that throughout your life. And then I'll do um, okay, thing. I'm going to, I'll try to do as short of an answer as, as possible. So I've mentioned this already, like we, I wasn't um, raised with any like real religion mom, um, because she has been involved in uh, Al-Anon uh, for a long time um, because awesome. of, I've heard really right. great and so, things. So she still them. is um, as an adult child of alcoholism. Um, wow. She, she has been for my entire life. And so her connection Wow, Leo, that yeah. is so, so her, cool. Her connection to, the, to that, the whole twelve-step process, uh, very much meant that the um, the concept of of higher power uh, and 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 spirituality is um, was was something that she talked about, about about a fair bit. But then, so flip side, and I told you this over the phone the other day, um, that Dad has said for a very long time that uh, he thinks that uh, that religion should be treated like treated like a controlled substance, and it should be illegal to give it to children. Um, so that's, that's where he stands on it. Um, so I think that's the yeah. wise statement. Wait till they're an adult before you start putting all this stuff inside of them. Let people figure it out um, themselves. So, anyway, so yeah, I, I was not, um, raised with, uh, with a whole lot of religion. Um, and then, uh, I had, um, uh, there was, uh, there was a, just a, 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 a great history professor at my college um, uh, who was uh, Jewish. And um, so I took a bunch of his classes just because his classes were really entertaining. And among the classes um, it, he, t- uh, he, he taught a, a, a history of um, Ju- a, a Jewish history class. Um, and we, and I also, um, I can't remember the name of the class, but I still have this uh, book on my shelf right now. The, the origins of totalitarianism, um, that I got from from that class. Um, it wasn't that wasn't the the Jewish history class. This was a, a different class on um, kind of like history of of, uh, of fascism. Um, but so I took that class from him, and uh, and he was the first person to tell me that uh, that I probably have some uh, amount of Jewish ancestry. Um, so you know, I wasn't raised Jewish. We had uh, one set of family friends who we uh, kind of grew up with who were um, a Jewish family. So I was familiar with like all the major holidays and, and had participated. Um, but again, didn't like grow up, didn't do uh, any of the um, the ceremonies or anything like that. Uh, but it, once I found out this, fr- so the, um, the short version when it comes to uh, about our uh, probable Jewish ancestry is that uh, the Portuguese side side of our family is from the Azores, uh, and as far back as we've been able to find, um, they most likely ended up fleeing to the Azores from uh, mainland Portugal during the Spanish Inquisition. Um, uh, the the, uh, the the our our name is a, is part of the the giveaway because they're so uh, variations of Cardoza, and you can swap out the Z for an S and. Uh, swap the vowels around because uh, there's Cordova, Cordoba, Cordoba uh, you know, a bunch of different um, spellings of it. Uh, and but those all kind of trace back to um, or a lot of them anyway, um, trace back to to Portugal and to these uh, group, these these Jewish communities that uh, pretended to convert ostensibly converted during uh, during the Inquisition to not get murdered by the Catholic Church. Um, so there, so 
I, I started learning more about Judaism in general from, during that whole uh, process in college and also found out what I was saying about how um, a big part of Judaism is is questioning and, and arguing, which to me, that's the only logical way to, to deal with uh, a, a holy text. The idea that one person is, uh, you know, is going to interpret it and say that definitively, because like I have no problem with with a priest or, or whatever you know whatever person in cloth uh, for for whatever, whatever religion taking a, a text and saying this is what this says this is what I think that means and this is how I think it applies to life um, anything beyond that any attempt to say oh, no, no no like God spoke to me and he told me that this blow up that is so arrogant that is that is so so, so profoundly uh, antithetical to what you're supposed to be doing in terms of being humble and being open to like the, the, the message of God, when you come out and say, no, like this is this definitely a hundred percent for sure. Like you, you cannot, you cannot be certain. You cannot know, absolutely know anything when it comes to religion. That's why it's faith. Um, that's why like, there's this great, uh, line from uh, this fucking hilarious uh, beat poem by this Australian uh, musical comedian, uh, Tim Minchin. Uh, it's a 10 minute long beat poem uh, about having a dinner party uh, with this uh, like young hippie woman who tries to argue that uh, like that medicine isn't real, you know, um, and it's called storm. And so at one point storm tries to tell him that, uh, you know, that his, uh, his adherence to science is no different than like being a religious fundamentalist. Uh, and he says, no, that's, that's absolute bullshit. He says science adjusts its views based on what's observed. Faith is the denial of observation so that belief can be preserved. If you told me that, for example, homeopathy works, uh, I would, what is it? I would change my mind. I would, if, if you could show me that it works and how it works, uh, I will be as embarrassed as hell, but I will run through the streets yelling. It's a miracle. Water has memory. And whilst it's memory of a long lost juice of uh, drop of onion juice seems infinite. It somehow forgets all the poo it's had in it. You show me that it works and how it works. And when I have recovered, recovered from the shock, I will take a compass and carve fancy that on the side of my, and you can think of the rhyme. Um, uh, it, it just like, so th that's one of the things that I always like people always, they're not, pe not people always, cause there are plenty of people of faith who are, uh, or who are making like good faith, who are having good, good faith discussions and stuff like that. Um, but you know, the ones that, that get, get fucking views that get clicks in our, you know, the modern internet era, uh, are the people who are saying outrageous shit, like trying to prove that uh that this or that or the other you know that, that that prove that god is real it's like that's not it's not evidence and that's fine like that's why it's faith stop trying to pretend that it's hard evidence it isn't and it never will be you will never prove that god exists i got in an argument with some guy who was trying to pretend to trying to um pretend that uh the concept of fearing god was not like a an extremely prevalent idea within christianity uh and even went to the point of claiming that you that uh that you don't have to according to him 
and this is bullshit. Um, but according to him, like you don't even have to accept Christ and uh, while you're living on earth, if you die and you go to hell and then you accept Christ, then you can go to heaven. This is his argument. And my response to that is that's fucking ridiculous because why once given the evidence, that's your scenario. I have gotten the evidence. I'm in hell. Like that's the only thing that's missing for me is that I don't think that's true and it doesn't make any fucking sense. But if you show it to me and you prove it to me, then what kind of an asshole is going to sit there and be like, nope, still don't believe it. Nope. Doesn't seem real to me. Nope. Uh, let's not talk about religion this entire episode though. <laughs> Shit. It's been a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. All right. I uh, was raised Catholic. I saw Pope John Paul at the Mile High Stadium in Denver, Colorado, and I had like a mystical experience. And the rain- this rainbow went over the whole stadium. And I thought he was kind of cool. He seemed to have like a real genuine, humble energy about him but I was like starting to question especially uh, when I was in high school um, I was questioning the Catholic Church in their judgment of other people's souls I said so you're telling me that indigenous people who had never heard of Jesus are gonna go to hell if someone has not heard of Jesus they're gonna go to hell yes are you telling me that if I masturbate I'll go to hell yes all these things. I was like, I gave ma- up masturbation for Lent once. That was rough. Uh, so so then I kind of left the Catholic Church in my 20s because I felt like at the time that their judgment of other people's souls did not feel ethical to me. And then I just, uh, I started studying art and I just became open to things. I did like LSD and mushrooms and stuff like that. My oh yeah. Psilocybin is definitely one of the things that made me convinced that, um, that not necessarily the, one of the things, one of the things I always have trouble with is the idea of God as like one unified and anthropomorphic consciousness. Like n- that doesn't make sense to yeah. me. Like the, the idea that it's basically humanoid wow. and no, that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't right. track. However, the idea that God exists in terms of like a, a, a unifying love that, that, um, that surrounds and, uh, and, and penetrates the universe. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty certain that that is, that that exists. I found that out from psilocybin. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to jump. I will tell you a story, a quick story, but as, as I continued, yes, discovering psilocybin, I also had a bunch of struggles with hardcore addiction. So in order to get off of meth, I started mm-hmm. yoga um, to kind of get into my body because I've always been very body-based and I needed something in my body. So I started studying yoga and I then I moved to South America. So South America, four years in the Rainbow Caravan for Peace, doing tons of healing and yoga and massage and lots of work with indigenous people, shamanism. I did a ton of ceremony, like lots and lots and lots <laughs> Did the vision quest for five days on the mountain, no food or water. And 
then I started to have like a, such a multitude of mystical experiences and experiences of heart opening and love and and I was and I really experienced that nature is in connection with our consciousness. Um, then I I don't know I just I spirituality became a much bigger thing. And also I connected to the ancestors. So I started connecting to, you know, in a lot of other spiritual um, paradigms, there are fields that in our, are in existence in relationship to our physical field and they're invisible and you can't see them. So the ancestors are still here and present with us in the current moment. And uh, much like what you've been talking about, ideas of time and linear time just get thrown out the window. The past and the future ancestors and the past and the present, it's all kind of combined. And, and connecting to the, to the quantum realms and physics and the stars and all the potentials of things that we don't understand yet and nature and within ourselves. Um, and then I moved back to the States and I studied uh, Kundalini yoga. I did have an experience with Kundalini yoga where I was, I went to a meditation retreat and I won't go into great detail, but I felt exactly what you're talking about with the mushrooms. I had a felt experience for about 10 seconds of this force and it went like, it had a sound. It went woo, 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 woo. And it felt like the underlying force of existence. And it felt way bigger than my ego can understand. It felt much like, I don't think we know. We just don't know yet. And, and it felt very powerful and like it's underlying all of, all of what we know is reality yet. And I did also, and I, did and have experienced on a multitude of occasions that nature is love. So I don't have a religion. And I think probably all spiritual paths and, and religions touch into and access different mythological archetypes. And But I feel like it's a potentially just like an infinite realm of multidimensional wormholes and things and this consciousness that might be a God consciousness or the consciousness that might be increasing on the planet. It's love. It's for us to learn how to love each other and love ourselves and love this planet. Actually love. That's me. Say word. And I've seen crazy shit, Leal. I've seen, I think there are other dimensions. I've seen some dark entities. I saw one that was like crazy once, only happened once. It's not like I see this stuff all the time, but I think there might be some other things going on here that we probably won't understand unless a multitude of different cultural perspectives could actually come together and listen to each other. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. So like I um
So some parts of so there there are some aspects of um, both religion and and the supernatural, um, which I I guess you call like there there's the 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 line between like active not believing and um, kind of passive not believing. Um, like the active not believing is things that I've heard of where I'm like no I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist like hell, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Or hell feels like it exists. Right. And we, yeah. We talked right about now. that where I'm like, in, in, <laughs> I mean. in, in so far as hell exists, like the closest thing to hell that I'm willing to, to, to accept uh, exists is that hell is the misery that a person lives in uh, when they refuse to connect to and feel the, uh, the, 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 the unifying love of the universe. Um, and heaven is when you do connect to that, that, uh, that unifying love and um and feel that yeah but there, yeah I the like idea that. of either those yeah. things, things being in an afterlife it just doesn't it doesn't make sense and you know we've talked a, a lot about like it, it, we go actually into the history and this is one of the important things to me when the concept of of hell and heaven is that those two things in the way that we currently conceive of them hell as a place of you know abject torture and heaven as this you know this this uh this this magical place in the clouds those two concepts uh are not that old um they're not as old as as christianity they're um they're like there are various different thoughts with regard to the afterlife um, that come from earlier Christianity, obviously that come from Judaism that, come, you know, all just about every religion is, has, has put thought into what happens after this mortal life, because obviously like fucking, obviously. absolutely. It's a huge, like death is a huge part of our existence but, actually. It's very like the eternal torture of hell and the eternal paradise of heaven are very clearly. And I mean, clear in the historical record that they are, that they were uh, not, not a hundred percent created because like I said, there are the, you know, there are the, the building blocks of those concepts um, that existed uh, prior, but certainly honed and refined and used as tools of control by the organization of the church. And, and, and specifically in order to make people do things and to keep that church in power like that, there's, and, and, and people will argue with that as if there is any, like it's, it's, it is so, clearly obvious within the historic record that that is what it's the the that's what it's doing and that like that doesn't mean that that is all religion is and that that's all religion's ever done for anybody and that's all religion right. exists for right but but we can't pretend like that specifically doesn't with re- regard to those two concepts of heaven and hell uh and and anybody who ever tells you that you're going to heaven for doing this, you're going to hell for doing that. No, like that's, it's, it's a lie that is meant to control you. Um, the, you know, the, the, the best thing that religion can do for, for any of us, uh, is to give us connection to ourselves, give us, give us the opportunity for introspection, uh, and to, to examine ourselves and to live our lives better. Because your religion is at the end of the day, your process, my individual process, my individual religious journey and my and, and, and uh, to, to whatever extent God exists, my personal journey in, in, in connecting with that God and nobody else's opinion of how I go about that 
is valid at all. Like nobody else telling me how I'm going about my religion. And there's a double-edged sword to this because of course the immediate reaction, the immediate response to that is then where do I get off telling Christians how to go, whether, whether or not it's okay to go and proselytize, right? Because that, that is where the line is forcing your religion on other people and tell and, 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 and and telling people, yeah, forcing your religion on other people, like, overwriting their native uh their their like their their native cultures their native tradition their native religion with with christianity telling them that they're telling people that they're that they're going to go to hell for not following the tenets of your religion attempting to take your religion and make it the 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 law of the land that is abuse that is abuse of religion that is not that's not you having your own personal religious journey that is you trying to control people It's a huge abuse of power, and I I did have an experience a couple of years ago where I received uh, I I was in an, an environment and I had an abuse of power, a spiritual abuse of power situation, and it when you do that to people, it creates a really deep trauma called a moral injury, and it's not okay to do that. It's not okay. You're you're cutting people off from their ancestral lineages. You're cutting people off from ceremonies that they have absolute right to. Well, and like reflecting back to one of the things that I said earlier, if your stated goal is to bring more people to Jesus Christ, every time you participate in activity that damages and harms people, you are breaking and damaging the, Jesus Christ's ability to reach those people because you are creating more people who are going to hear the name Jesus Christ and hear poison, and they are hearing the poison that you put on his name because Jesus Christ did not put any poison on his name. You look in the, you, you look, actually read the Bible, read the shit that actually is attributed to Jesus. Read the historical shit outside of the Bible, the stuff that is actually attributed to the kind of leader, the kind of voice that Jesus was. There's very little that is troublesome or problematic. Most of the shit that Jesus actually preached was the same. It's the core shit that's the, at the core. It's the same religion. thing as, as everybody else. Being a good yeah. person, attempting to better yourself, seeking spiritual uh, uh, fucking transcendence or whatever the word is that I'm not thinking of right now, being a good person, being kind to other people, practicing charity and practicing humbleness. Charity also like, humble and don't that's exploit fucking people, at the core you know? of, of the stuff that Jesus actually preached and all of the shit that, that people complain about and criticize within Christianity is all of the shit that Jesus would have slapped the shit out of them for too. Whoa, this is yeah, a heavy is. episode. <laughs> I was. I, um, I want to add one. I know we got to cut it. We got to cut it short here soon. But I, I, uh, I wanted to add, and because we're just going for it, that it's okay. We're just gonna have this one heavy this, episode. Yeah. Of, no, we're definitely gonna have more heavy episodes. In terms but, of yeah. like realms, um, all the work I've done with art and the mythic, and like I've, I've 
studied a lot of the Hindu mythology and a lot of these Buddhist archetypes and you there's this these realms that are about demons and then you also have a new art form that I've just kind of been starting to explore and I'm curious about is the art form of horror uh-huh and it does seem like there and in shamanism uh there is some talk of like yeah. underworlds and then with trauma, ancestral trauma, there was a sense that I had in processing some of that material that like I was going into another realm that was really close. I could, but I couldn't touch it. And so maybe it's, there are dark, I don't like, I don't like the English language. There is no word for, for evil that is outside of the Christian context. And I don't like the word dark because it makes dark. Dark is not evil. Dark is a part of nature. Right. Um, evil is like sociopathy. We, I do not give a shit about your life and what happens to it. And I'm going to do whatever I want that to me, that kind of level of evil. Maybe there is some darker underworld stuff going on. Um, which is why a lot of other cultures like Balinese and have these masks and these things and like the, to let these sides of ourselves out, you know, like blood, I don't know, faces and characters and parts of ourselves, almost as if it well, were like think about theater. the, uh, think about the concept of Dia de los Muertos and, 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 and like the, um, the, oh, like oh, the, 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 the idea oh. of death is not of of, of uh, as not necessarily a bad thing and the other part okay so because we talk about underworld it's not people, a bad thing it's scary like, but it's we're, not bad we're so like uh, christian the, the christian concepts are are so pervasive that it, it, it becomes difficult to separate other like to, to separate concepts of the afterlife or the underworld from the the very the the kind of um the 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 overarching like pop dominant concept of, of hell. Right. So you take the, um, cause ju like exactly. uh, Judaism doesn't really have a heaven or a hell, but they've got Shaol, which is the, uh, underworld slash afterlife. Um, but it's not really a bad thing, but it's a very gray place. It's just this kind of, um, this, this, not quite limbo because it's not like the concept of limbo is that there's nothing there. Um, so it's not empty, um, it's just, it's just gray. It's just kind of this, this place that's covered, colored with ash. Um, or like the, in Tibetan Buddhism, they have the bardo, like that there are, or e purgatory, that there's notions that there's places like realms that exist that are close where people yeah. are just hanging. I mean, to me, it's also like, it's very important whenever, um, wh whenever I'm, talking about this stuff to be like, like there are um, very important and potentially very useful um, ways of using these metaphors um, because in no way do I think that um, like, I don't think that any of those like underworlds, afterlife's alternate dimensions is a literal place. And when I, when I say literal like literal physical place, I mean, in order for another dimension to exist, that's a break in reality. So if, if 
if there's a complete shattering of reality and another dimension exists right next to us, okay, then yeah, maybe that exists. But I also just like for my brain to work and to kind of accept things and talk about things to be like, okay, this is the reality that, that we're in currently. And in this universe, in this reality, um, no, there's not a, a place underneath the ground that's full of demons or, uh, you know, ash or, or, or hellfire or whatever. Like, no, no, that, that, that's not like, I'm, I feel pretty strongly that that's, that that's not the case. Um, and then, you know, as, as far as whether or not they're like alternate parallel dimensions or whether I kind of feel like that's, I feel the same way about those as I do about any other, uh, anything else relating to the afterlife where I'm like, I'm never going to know that. Like, like within the reality, like in order to know that I would have to transcend this reality and then I'm not, no longer living and existing in this reality. Um, so I'm not, I feel like it's a waste of my time to like, you know, sit there and theorize about whether or not that that exists because I'm never going to know. And if I do, if I do find out, it's just like heaven, like, I'm not going to sit here and, and and be convinced that heaven does exist because the only way for me to find out that heaven does exist, I'm like, I'm never going to be able to come back here and tell everybody, Hey, yeah, by the way, everybody like, this is real. I was just there. Um, because once you go there, you can never come back. And I kind of feel like that that's the, the similarly with um, a lot of what you're talking about with like, you know, parallel dimensions or anything like that. I also, yeah, it's like when you're on mushrooms or when you're in a sweat lodge or when you're dancing a lot, there can be an experience of a shift in Mm -hmm. perception. And it almost does feel like you're in another reality for a second. Mm -hmm. And I, I keep getting this visual that I can't really put into words, but I, there was a guy that I heard speak at Stanford when I was studying physics there and he was a Russian mathematician and he was doing math on the 19 dimensional 19 dimensions of the universe there's all these mathematicians trying to figure out how many dimensions are here and there's a lot and they kind of go in and under themselves and it's like these drop drops of things and I think that when it comes to time and the fact that we are in this body this body perceives reality in a particular right. way. But we know through altered states of perception that we can perceive things differently. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means dimensions or just different ways of perceiving things. I'm not saying anything like necessarily putting my flag in the ground i'm just curious um about reality and how to how for human beings to be able to come to a place where we can have some potential basic agreements about reality which we don't currently have on the planet well we have Maybe gravity, maybe gravity, you know, some people still think the earth is flat, but could humans, I mean, I'm not, I'm not counting flat earthers, um, uh, because, um, I guess first and foremost, I think, I, I think, uh, maybe this is wishful thinking, but 
I think most flat earthers are trolling. Like I, 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 I don't think that they actually think any of this stuff. I think that they have just like, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a byproduct of this, this internet age where, um, you know, we, we people know that you can get a certain degree of, of engagement. Um, and so they create all this stuff because it's just, it's so, I don't know. It's so dumb. It's so easily disproven. Um, fuck. I hope we get some flat earthers writing, writing us emails. Hey, flat earthers. If you're listening, you can email us <laughs> H I M M B pod at gmail.com. Um, and tell me all your stupid evidence about how the world is flat. Um, have you heard flat earth theory, by the way? Like, have you heard some of the arguments that they make? Cause like, no, a lot of the, com- a lot of the comedians here, like that's a frequent object of derision. Uh, derision for so, the comedians here. I don't know very much about it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know is. anybody who is, but either. I guess, but my point, and I want you to tell me what you're going to say, but my ultimate point is, is it possible to get a number of ethical humans who are diverse together and agree on some basic elements of reality to be able to function socially, but then also allow for us to journey into some of these other realms of perception in whatever ways that we want to, to connect to god or the divine or the underworld or different parts of ourselves or different parts of each other could we ever do that that's my question i don't think so i mean like (laughs) i think the best like i think the closest that we would probably get to that at least like from where we are that i can see a path um is we have communities and people who want to engage in whatever, like, you know, mental exploration or whatever. Um, like they're like, it's generally accepted that people can move between communities and, and, and explore, uh, interests in these different communities. So the people who want to be Amish, can just stay and be Amish and nobody fucks with them. And the people who want to be, uh, you know, whatever, like who, who want to be, uh, Muslim and, and who want to be like, whatever, every religion, like there are, there's strong support for everybody to do whatever their religious journey is, whatever makes sense to them. And as an essential aspect that needs to be, be a part of every single one of those communities is the acceptance of people entering and exiting Um, people who are, it doesn't matter if that's your child or your parent um, that they, and and whether they were, you know, raised their entire life within your uh, faith structure or whatever. uh, If they are feeling like this faith structure does not work for them, does not fit for them the acceptance of them being able to uh, to leave and explore elsewhere. And again, I, mean, the, I, uh, I wasn't specifically thinking this and bringing up the, the Amish, but you know, the Amish very famously have their, their Rumspringa thing where um, kids are uh, allowed to 
uh, to leave the community and go out and, and live in the world. Uh, and they're, they're, they're accepted back if they decide to come back to the church. And it's, uh, and as far as I know, it's pretty acceptable if they don't come back because they realize that they, like they, as a community realize that they've chosen a very difficult path in life. Uh, and it's not going to be for everybody. So they're, you know, so you're allowed to leave and you're allowed to come back. And that that's something that I think needs to be essential in absolutely every religion is that you have to have acceptance that uh, you have to be willing to accept people coming in from from the outside and who, who want to know more about your religion and people who have been inside of it who, who want to leave. And the other part that needs to, that this is absolutely fucking essential is a society that is not based on anybody's religion because you, in, unless you have create unless you're creating completely separate societies where uh the 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 Sikhs live over here and the Jews live over here and the Muslims live over here and the Christians live over here and the Mormons live over here blah 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 if everybody's interacting if we all have to have to live in the same cities and work in the same buildings and interact with each other um then the laws that govern all of us, the government and the societal structure that affects all of us needs to be built in such a way as to be acceptable to everybody's religion. And so the only, like the only thing that I think should be not allowed within as, as far as freedom of religion is concerned is things that do direct harm to other people. That's exactly the whole time you've been talking I have thought of that word impact, that that is not, it's starting to happen um, in some places, but there are behaviors that occur inside of religions still. There are things that are happening that are oppressing women still. There are things that are happening that are not allowing people to be gay in certain religions still. That is oppression. That is abuse. Those are abuses of power. Everyone that is oppressing a female-bodied person in the world right now, that's still an abuse of power. I feel like I don't even know. I mean, we're we're going way out here on a limb. I don't even remotely know what it even look like or feel like to live in a world where we weren't just so subjugated by so many abuses mm-hmm. of power. And especially with spirituality. That's our soul. That's our spirit. That's our love. That's our... That's our deepest power inside of our body is that. And to have these abuses happening and that I agree. I feel like that, that is a, uh, those are both beautiful things to have. Okay. Let's just dream a potential global society that, that has a a structure that is actually non-religious, but it is ethical that gov that guides an ethical framework to guide humans to not cause continue to cause each other trauma. <laughs> that, that was that a beautiful would, idea. That would be cool. And then people can choose their ceremonies. We have a you know infinite ways of connecting to ceremony and myth. Then people can choose that on their own and explore that for themselves. But at least we aren't continuing no, to and, abuse each other. And if other. you have like, if you, ha- if you have that, 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 that one core essential thing where people are, where it is very openly accepted that people can leave or join different religious groups, then yeah. If, or yeah. Different, or it doesn't have to be religious. Right, any if, little group. If you want to yeah. have part of like 
And you won't right. be shamed or if ostracized. Want, if, if you want for part leaving. of the the thing that your group does to be that um, people have specific gender roles, and everybody is free to come and go from that group, meaning everybody who is there is chosen to be there. That's fine. You can do that. You can have that. And I'll even, this is probably not going to be like super popular, but I don't think that a church, if, uh, if, if, uh, if a church doesn't accept homosexuality as, as a valid thing, one specific church, I don't think that that church, that the, 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 uh, the, the, the leaders of that church should for, should, should be legally required to perform a marriage under the, the umbrella of that church. Because that is part of that religion. Now, that being said, religion shouldn't be a fuck or uh, marriage shouldn't be a re- specifically religious thing anyway. So, two people, no, whatever, right. whatever the tenets no, of any religion, right. two people, two consenting adult people who are free to make who are free to make their choices or, or more. Because we already discuss, discussed this. I don't fucking care how many people are involved in the relationship as long as long as they are right. uh, like free adult people and are free to come and go and to make the decision to be involved in this. I don't care how many fucking people are involved in a marriage that, but yeah, if you're, if, if you're, I don't care that much. If your church doesn't want to perform a, a, a gay, a, a gay marriage, because if, like, if I'm the gay person, I'm not going to be in that church. Like if you think that my life is a sin, I'm, I don't want to be a part of your church. And so I don't care if your church thinks it is okay or not, because I'm still allowed to go out and get married because your church is not in charge of the laws. So I can't get married in your church, but I, we are still married and enjoy all of the legal benefits and protections of marriage, uh, regardless of what your fucking sky daddy says. I know. And I hear you. And I, I just, in my experience, the groups of people who are really like no to this and no to this and no to this, those people tend to then, those groups tend to take power. They tend to not uh, be the group that's just allowing that gay person to go and find their that queer person to find their place. They tend to not be. I mean, that's, that's how we are at this point where we are in America, where fucking Lori boop boop from Colorado is openly calling for the end to the separation of church and state. Uh, and where, you know, fucking, uh, fucking large Marge from Georgia is a, christian nationalist and is not making any like you know making no attempt to to hide it and you know they've and we've, we've gotten to the point where people are just like what's what's wh- what's wrong with being a christian nationalist i love america and i'm a christian therefore it's okay for me to be a christian nationalist it's like no you fucking know what's wrong with what you're saying and it's really fucked up and disturbing that you're that you're still hold, you still hold public office. It's really, it's really creepy. Um, some of the people who are running for public office right now. There's a that again that word that doesn't exist in the English language for evil 
in the name of the church. There are people in the name, and this is not great for the church. A lot of dark, I don't like English language. A lot of sociopathic people are, are in positions of power right now in the name of the church. It's scary. It's not, not cool. And I think that is confusing on a spiritual level potentially to all of us right now. I think we are in potentially like a, a spiritual crisis because we're in a process of change. We see that certain things aren't working. Some people are clinging to the things that aren't working and we don't have anything set in place yet to help us transition into our next phase of consciousness. I think we're confused. Yeah. Okay, I might. Yeah, <laughs> on I think that we, note, might, that we, that we might want to call this an episode. I think we just. Woo, we just, audience! If, if, Damn! If you, if, this will not happen might, again. But if you're still listening, like, good on you, because that was a that was that a was lot. crunchy. Um, that was a lot. I felt some discomfort during yeah. that one. Um, so, listeners, thank you. But also, super. What a, what an important topic and how, like, I've never gone that deep into that with anyone before. Also in just seeing how much that topic of spirituality is so intertwined with the system itself. Oh yeah. I mean, just it's duh. And how much that's controlling. Well, and manipulating I mean, us. it's part of the reason, like that's part of the foundation that allows these people to say that America is a Christian country and that we were founded on Christian values and blah, blah, blah. Even though if you actually read the shit from the founding fathers, most of them were agnostic and the, and, um, and they're, and, and, and they certainly never, like they wrote religious freedom into the constitution. They wrote that con Congress shall make no law of respecting an establishment or, of religion or preventing the free exercise thereof because they fucking, they, they knew that if one church, if one denomination, if one religion was allowed to gain power and to start writing the laws, so, like based on the tenets of their religion, they knew what would happen. And they wrote the fucking constitution to prevent that from happening. Mm. And it didn't. Really uh, uh, I mean, they're. But I, I didn't. I guess that's cool. That's what they wanted. They were trying. They knew, because they were coming from England. But they came from England and then genocide all the indigenous. So we still yeah, have some no, work that's to a, do, that's, everybody. That's a big part of. <laughs> Of the, uh, the argument for completely disregarding what those guys had to say, but I think on the on the specifically and, and perhaps only on the subject of uh, of freedom of religion, um, I think that they did a good job. But the problem is that now people are manipulating it or ignoring it and trying to pretend like that's not actually what the, what it says or what it was what was intended, uh, and and blah blah blah. So um, and a part of it is just people wanting to be fucking definitive about, about stuff. That's the that's like. That's obnoxious, but anyway, um, yeah, let's. We we uh want to send love, unifying love of the universe out into this planet. Yeah, that's that. So we can imagine a world where where humans can try to understand each other's different perspectives. That someday. is my um, 
my my prayer, my blessing for uh, anybody who is still listening right now, um, <laughs> that I truly hope uh, that sometime soon, um, and not just once, many time, many times over the course of the rest of your life, um, that you experience the breathtaking joy that is the. Uh, penetrating and unifying love of the universe um in whatever way you yeah, want to feel it i just um yeah it uh, it, it was something it it's like the whole reason for being here i didn't know that it was an, that it was a More i didn't know that it was money. an experience that could be had before the first time that i had it um and and now i do and um and it's amazing and it definitely changed my life so i i hope that you get to experience the joy of the universe and thank you for listening thank you blessings everybody ciao maybe for that one we we could put all directions at the end of that one thank you for joining us we're glad you were here if you want to support what we're doing you can do that at patreon.com slash h-i-m-m-b or at heidi j llc on venmo thank you we appreciate you